What's going on, everybody? And welcome to episode number 31 of Casual Conversation with Will and Gary. And as always, I want to thank you for stopping by, joining me and Gary on this episode. We have our good friend, Cade Sawyer. Me and Gary have known Cade a long time. We went to school together, uh, played sports together, and he's one of our one of our best buds. So in this episode, we get into how we got to know Cade, some antics we got into growing up. We talk about Cade's career path, his experience with being a salesman at different jobs, um, his college experience and things like that. So we just had an all around good time, tell some stories, shoot the bull. So I think you guys are going to really enjoy this one. And as always, thanks for stopping by and I hope you enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlefish. Hello. Coming at you live. Shalom. What's going on, everybody? Casual conversation podcast. We don't mess around. We get to the point. We don't mess around. We're t- it's time to casually conversate. Yeah. Conversate. <laughs> Today is a special episode with a special guest that we actually just spent a weekend with in Florida. Florida. The one and only Cade Sawyer. Woo! Say a little something. Give us, give us a little something. How's it going, everybody? What up? What up? So, Kate is a longtime friend of both Will and I. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Kate. Where you're from? You know what you're doing right now. Not too much. We'll we'll definitely dive into who Kate Sawyer is. Man, just a general concept, laid back. Definitely, if I was going to be on a podcast, it would be a casual one. <laughs> just good old B branch, you know. You don't see God's yourself country. on a, like a political podcast debating heated topics? Not at all. Not at all, man. <laughs> just casual. Casual, man. Yeah, Cage from B branch. So are we. B branchia. B branchians. That's what they call us. That, but, uh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Cade, uh, we grew up. Uh, the first memories I have of Cade really is is playing baseball with him. Uh, he oh, was Sammy. a year, yeah. He was a year older than me, so it's like every other year we were on the same yeah, team. Because <laughs> I'd have to go play for Mayhem Construction on the on the off years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. That was like the trap or like the uh, like the overseas team. You know, it's like you had your regular team and then you had like your foreign team that everybody went and played for. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I guess if you want to look at it like that, you know we yeah. had Mayhem on the podcast uh, last last episode. Yeah, we'll that's an interesting him. dude. We'll have to tell him that he's looked at as a foreign team. Overseas. No, what are the first memories that you have of Cade? Will first memories I have of Cade? Well, I went to school with Cade a lot longer than you did. We went to the uh, same school our whole lives. Whole lives. He was a a grade ahead of me, so you know we would. I, I don't know. My first memory of Cade probably would be uh, like whenever, well, at our school, it was really small. So in fourth and fifth grade, you started switching classes, and I would see Cade in the hallway in between <laughs> classes, like, ah. like at the lockers. And then like we had recess and stuff together. So I guess that's when I first started what's up, talking dude? to Cade. I just, like, what's I remember, up, dude? We would always play football at recess, and we'd like break in. And so my team would be like me and Gerald, you know, like all the unpopular kids. And you had like all the popular kids. 
And but we were evenly matched because we had all the fat kids, and I would just either throw long to Gerald, and they would block for me, and you know somehow we'd score touchdowns. But anyway, <laughs> the football field. I forgot the about football that. field, baby. Hey, do you remember Braylon Valentine? Yeah, I remember Braylon Valentine. Okay, so Valentine. so uh, he used to ride to the games a lot with me and my dad because you know he played baseball with us, uh, and he told me some. Some horror stories about the football field. <laughs> some horror stories on the football field. Some horror stories. I have got a horror story, and this is a true story <laughs> okay. on my mama. Okay. Bro, for some reason, me and Gerald pulled a flea flicker, and I was going to be the wide receiver. I've got hands made of brick, so I don't know why we did this. <laughs> Gerald throws it and spikes it, and, dog, the football just comes up and jams into my pinky. My pinky is just jammed, right? And I'll never forget Cody Willis walks up. He's like, dude, let me see that. We're in sixth grade. <laughs> so I hold my pinky out, and my pinky is just swelling up. It's already turned purple. On oh, my mama, dude, Cody Willis goes, sabotage, and rips my pinky backwards and broke it. <laughs> we, we played in a tournament down in uh, Greenbrier a little while later. And, you know, I got the pinky cast on. I'm batting. Had like one of the best games of my life, so they switched pitchers. Like I'm not a hitter, but I was on one with that pinky out, boy. I go to swing and I took Sammy off of a bucket. Like I oh, let wow. go, of the, I couldn't hold do on to the bat game? and yeah, I uh, do. took Sammy that? off of a bucket. Yeah, yeah. Cody Willis Dude, broke sabotage. my pinky. Oh my gosh! Sabotage! <laughs> ripped it back. <laughs> Beastie Boys sabotage! Wow. Will, you got any horror stories from the playground? I've heard a few horror stories. Let's let's just bring them out. Come on. So horror stories from the playground. Dude, okay. Like, um, not necessarily involving me, but the funniest. It's one of the funniest things. So, like, uh, we had a buddy. His name was Zach Baker. And uh, he was a lot bigger than all of us. Old Zach Baker. Zach Baker. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, we were playing football. We were, you know, we were just messing around. And, um. I guess, like, the losing team or something had to, like, stand up against the fence <laughs> while the winning team got to throw the football at them. So it was like dodgeball, you know, except with a football, and it was like a punishment for losing. Yeah. And the only time I've ever seen Zach Baker cry, the only time I've ever seen him cry was <laughs> he was standing up against the wall, and Josh threw the football at him. I'm talking, like, just a oh, laser God. beam directly to the nuts. Oh my god! <laughs> and dude, he he doubles da- doubles over, doesn't doesn't make a sound, and I just see one single tear roll down his face, and then he just laid on the ground for the rest of his Dude, Zach Baker, that's a man. Yeah, that's a freaking oh my man. God. Uh, I got so many concussions on that football field, dude. <laughs> you know the like 1930s basketball poles that were up there where you lined up. Gerald, for some reason, we were playing football on that one day. Gerald throws it long, and I'm just running, looking over my back, and I go to catch the ball, and so I turn my head, and as soon as I do, boom, out cold. <laughs> knocked you out on the spot? Knocked me out on the spot, <laughs> Oh, dude. my God. I woke up in Miss Flora's office, and she was overdosing me with ibuprofen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, dude. There's too many horror stories to recollect on the football field. I can't remember so all of them. Honest. So many. Wow. But no, yeah, I guess, I don't know, we got off on that, but that's my first memory of Cade, seeing yeah. him in the hallway at the lockers. Yeah. That's when we first started hanging that's out. Cool. Hey, we, we, we go deep with Cade. We go pretty deep yeah. with Cade, so we'll, we'll have good stories coming out. We will. But anyways, what we like to do, Cade, uh, starting off the podcast, just kind of go over uh, our weeks, which this will be pretty easy because we really all did the yeah. same yeah. same thing the past uh, weekend. But uh, what'd you get into, Will? 
Dude, we went to Florida for our buddy Paxton's wedding. Woo woo! We were all Beautiful. there. We were all we were there. all groomsmen. All three of us. Yeah, uh, dude, that was really basically my whole week because we did the last podcast on Thursday, and then we left on Friday, and then got back on Tuesday, and then I went to work yesterday. But no, nah, dude, it was a it was a good time. It was a good time. It was a good time. It was a really good time. And, and Cade and I, we rode down together, uh, and we left earlier than expected, which was a great idea. Fantastic decision. No doubt. We were on the beach Saturday having a strong drink, just <laughs> laying out, just laying out, enjoying, in the enjoying sun. everything. Drinks. A couple reptiles. Drinks. <laughs> yeah, there were drinks had. <laughs> Man, that was a good time. I love spontaneous trips. Oh yeah, man. Uh, there was. It's been a while since I've just been able to just like bob in the ocean. And yeah. Just. just I, I don't Dude, know. I can't remember the last time I went to the ocean. To be honest with you, just well, bobbing in the ocean. The thing is, the last time I went to the beach was Myrtle Beach, our senior year for that baseball. Oh, yeah. But we didn't. But that we didn't, was lame. That we didn't even get to swim because the water was too cold. Like I don't understand why we didn't go to the Gulf. We yeah. should have went down to the Gulf. <laughs> Like that was yeah, the water was like fifty some degrees. Uh, Coach Glover, I love you, but that was asinine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm genuinely surprised y'all weren't out there like practicing in the water. <laughs> we uh, are you cold? <laughs> well, we had like a football game or something. It was like a, maybe a frisbee, like an ultimate frisbee game. And yeah. the loser, the losers a had game. to the losers had to jump in the water. I remember, and that was the only swimming that I did because I lost the whole <laughs> wiffle ball with Glover. Yeah. Dude, one of my fondest memories, Glover. John Lynn, for some reason, was a wiffle ball god. And uh, he had hit like three bombs off Glover. You can imagine how mad he was. Gets back up, and Coach Glover goes, you're not going to jack get another jack off me, Johnny boy. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant. No, dude, one of my favorite uh, memories uh, with wiffle ball in high school was when uh, – Of Logan, what? Oh, wait, of what? Wiffle ball. A wiffle ball. A wiffle ball. My, my favorite memory of wiffle ball. <laughs> Dude, anyways, anyways. Um, my favorite memory of that is when Logan Williams was pitching in the gym. We were playing in the gym, and John Williams gets up and hits a laser and hits Logan like right in the freaking face. And he just goes down. He just goes like he quit. He quit. He just quit after that. We're, you may have been graduated. Do you remember that, Cade? I do not. Yeah, I, I think I we just, were seniors. Well. The oh, old boat, dude, the boat rudder. Dude, it was just rudder. a laser, man. The old, uh, what was Logan? Uh, the boat rudder with the... <laughs> oh, my God. Nobody remembers that. Fuck. No, no, don't remember it. No, I don't remember that. No, Logan was the was the one that gave me the nickname Gary, though. He started to... He's the one that originated the Gary. Yeah, he, like, birthed Gary. Gary into the world. I, I credit, yeah, I credit Logan with that. Anyways, what were, we, what were we talking about? The beach is what we were talking about. Yeah, we were talking about. Oh, yeah, 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 the wedding. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, we're, we're going to get off on stories and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, we went down. We were all three groomsmen. Uh, I rode down with Cade. We had a good time on the way down. Ate. We, we probably ate the best that we ate the whole trip at, at Squealers. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Squealers? Like Meridian. What was that? Mississippi, Alabama? Yeah, Meridian, Mississippi, I think. I think squealers. It was Meridian, Mississippi. What did squealers have on the yeah, menu? It's barbecue joint. Oh, man. barbecue, huh? It was really Fantastic. Good. What'd you get? I got some ribs, fried okra. Fried yeah. okra. Can't go wrong with that, though. Yeah. Man, I was disappointed in the sauces, though. 
Yeah, the, sauce the, sauces were, the sauces were a little disappointing. Sauces were but weak. see, like, the competition wasn't just too stiff. Because I went to that, that Cajun place and got sick and had a terrible experience. The Pobo wasn't <laughs> bad, but like it was like I didn't get the restaurant experience because I ended up barfing in their bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just hilarious. a disclaimer, audience. I got sick for some reason. Unalcohol related. No, at, at a restaurant. Gary was so say? sick, he ordered a whole meal. They brought it to him. He didn't touch a single bite of it. Yeah, I went in the restaurant. I felt fine going to the restaurant. And then like 20 minutes after that, before they gave me my meal, I was like puking in the bathroom. It was, I don't know. You'll have that. <laughs> You'll have that sometime. <laughs> no, we did, we deduced it down. We deduced it down, me and Cade, because we had like the same things to eat, except for I had one sausage link. And it must have been that sausage link. The single sausage sick, link? Dude. I wasn't trusting that sausage. Dude, it was a little pink. Wasn't happening. What's the What's the thing you get from undercooked pork, Gary? Well, you salmonella? Get, no, salmonella is a... Uh, That's chicken. Chicken. Gosh, I should know it's this. It's like you get uh, worms or parasites in your stomach. What yeah, is it? Yeah, I should know this. Trichinosis. Trichinosis. That's, That's what go. you got, huh? No, no, I didn't get trichinosis. I hope to God I don't have trichinosis. We definitely need to deworm you. <laughs> no, but then I stayed with uh, our friend Blake that we had on the podcast and his girlfriend. And I didn't know her just too well, but uh, after this trip, I guess I know her pretty well. I stayed stayed with them yeah. for three, two, two or three nights. Yeah. I stayed with my wife, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, but. I, I dude, y'all's place was was nice. It y'all's was pretty pl- cool, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was, man. Like it was on the beach there. It was. It had like a nice view. It was dude, not too big. Airbnb is the way to go. So that was Airbnb. Yeah, That's really where we found it. Heck we found yeah, it dude. But, Heck dude, yeah. what are the odds you and Annie booked the same Airbnb? I know, I know, dude. That's <laughs> a, that was a strange Airbnb though. Tell the tell the people what that was like. You know, so. I mean, I understand, and I guess I should have known there were places like this, but it was, so I, I, I found like one of the cheapest ones. It was like 50 bucks a night. It was, it was cheap. Uh, and basically, we got a room in a house that somebody already lived in. So it's like somebody hosted it, and like we got this room that had a bathroom connected to it, and it's like that was our space. And uh, during the morning, they like make us coffee and stuff, and... At first, it was a little weird, and we didn't know it was like that, uh, but it, it ended up being really cool. I woke up one morning, and uh, Blake and Hannah, they they took forever to get up, so I was just like hanging out outside on this dude's porch, drinking some coffee, and ended up talking to him for like two hours. His name was John. Real cool guy. Had like an archery range in his backyard, and an organic garden, and I feel like I, I, feel like I knew the dude. I really did. <laughs> Anyways, it it was a cool experience. Uh, I will probably uh, in the future just spend a little bit more money to have my own privacy, though. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I I like the way that the the whole place was set up, though, like the whole beach, because like there was multiple areas that you could go to get onto the beach. Like me and Courtney went to another place in Florida, and like all the beach access points were kind of like private like you had to be staying directly on the beach and then they only had like one public access that you could go to but this one was cool because there was like a public access every you know mm-hmm. 0.25 miles down the road and you, yeah. there's just so many places you could go 
It, it was a really cool setup. I like yeah, how it was, it like, was just like its own. Too. It was like its own place, and it wasn't super commercialized. But like I kind of foreshadowed with the whole restaurant thing, they don't have the greatest selection and variety of restaurants. Yeah. But, but then you go down to Pensacola, which is only like a 10-minute drive, and you've got everything. That's what me and Annie did one day. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's true. But it was good. I'd never been to Navarre Beach. Uh, it was it was good. I liked it. It was definitely the most secluded that I've been to. You should go uh, check out Santa Rosa sometime. It's it's like more like a town that's on the beach, and they have just like old houses. I guess that they rent out. Uh, it, it's just like a different feel. It's it's interesting. That's cool, man. I'll go check. Oh, I mean, we don't go to the beach that often, but. Yeah, yeah, this is the first time yeah. I've been to the beach since <laughs> yeah. high school. Yeah, I was like, yeah, dude, I'll definitely go check it out. Like, I probably won't. <laughs> yeah. No, man, we got to go skiing, everybody. Cade, you're That's invited. You're invited. We're, me and Will, we went skiing a couple years back and had a great time. Dude, yeah. Something I was else. thinking, though, um, would, would you wouldn't be able to go this coming up spring break, would you? No, I, I wouldn't. I didn't think so. I wouldn't. How sad is that? What a shame. Pretty sad. Pretty sad. Man, have you ever skied in a blizzard? Full on blizzard. I, I don't I don't know if you'd say it's a full on blizzard, but like I got lost one time on the ski slope at Snowbird, Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I couldn't find my dad and I was like eight dad! years old. <laughs> and like I couldn't do couldn't couldn't see very far in front of me. It was snowing so hard. It was pretty scary. Man. Uh but it ended up yeah, dude, got it was like lost. Bro, it was like Froze. a it was like a movie, bro. Though it was like a movie because it was like like you were saying. I was like, Dad, Dad, he just comes out, son, son, follow me, go to the checkpoint. Oh man, oh, I would love to see that. No, it was good, Sammy. It was good. Dude, every time I think of your dad, I just picture him in a brown UPS suit. Like yeah, that's, he spent, that's literally how I look. He's definitely spent a majority of his life in a brown UPS suit, yeah. so that would be an accurate vision. <laughs> and the sunglasses. Those, the signature Sammy specials, Every you know time. what I mean? Speaking of sunglasses, K <laughs> got so burnt on his forehead and cheeks, but not his eyes. Yep. I'm uh, the reason we wore sunglasses you are. in the wedding. They were all, okay, so like all of the, all of the, like, People that were in charge of the wedding, which is basically Whitney's mom and Whitney, they <laughs> they they uh they were like, no, we we uh we don't want glasses, and they were like, oh, but Cade looks like a raccoon, so we need to wear glasses, and and it was that bad. So I'm glad, dude, you took over the team because I'm glad we got to wear glasses. Sun was in our eyes. So I'm glad, glad we, we got, got to wear glasses, glasses for sure. Hit the tears. Yeah, because I I was over dude, there yeah. kind of like. Balling my eyes out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I wasn't... Okay, like, it started off fine. Everything was going good. I was just feeling happy, you know? Yes. And then uh, uh, Whitney, which is Paxton's wife now, she walks down the aisle with her dad. And uh, the preacher or whoever was like, who gives this bride away or whatever? And her dad, like, he, like, choked up and, like, couldn't even say it. And I saw just two tears just jet down his face, just... They did jet. And I was like, dude, that is so sad. And I like, ever since that happened, I was like emotional the whole time. It was kind of weird. I was, I was good. 
until they, you know, got closer and closer to like saying I do and everything. And then some tears kind of rolled down. And then it was all over. And I went up to hug Paxton and Whitney, hug Paxton. And then I, I started kind of crying. Yeah. Dude, Paxton, he's always been emotional. He, dude, he, he is. He gets very, you. It's, it's so, dude. It's something about yeah, Because, like, you don't expect it. Like, you don't expect dude, it. And then yeah. you're just like, love you, dude. <laughs> and it just gets you, bro. Bro, yeah, like, you don't expect Paxton to be emotional. And, like, dude, like, um, I think it was, at, yeah, it was at my wedding. Like, I was all happy. And, like, we just got married and walked out. And then Paxton was a groomsman at my wedding. So he's walking out behind us. You know, I was like all happy, like giving everybody hugs and stuff. And he comes up, dude. He just looks like he's struggling, like he's just crying, and he's hugging. He's like, "I'm so proud of you, bro." And I was like, "Dude, thanks, bro." And I like started crying too. I don't know, it was weird, (laughs) dude. There's been maybe three or four emotional times in my life with Paxton, and it's like it comes out of nowhere every (laughs) time, dude. When he moved out, when he moved out, we had a moment like that too, and it was just like. I didn't even expect it. He just came out of nowhere. He's like, man, I love you, man. I love you, man. I love you, dude. You know, it's, hey, it's that's, you, that's, how you know, you. that's how you know your friends. You can just come out of nowhere and have a moment with them, you know? Me and Paxton, y'all remember with the ping pong table in the locker room? Dude, yeah. Paxton was going through some rough times in high school. And we would go out there and literally play ping pong for like two hours after school every day. And would talk all the way through. And there are multiple times I remember like crying mid ping pong game with Paxton because we were just having those emotional minutes. You know, he was going through a tough breakup at the time and stuff. Just so emotional out of nowhere. Like you said, like, why would you ever cry in that nasty ass locker room? But there, there <laughs> playing, were, playing ping pong, dude. Playing ping pong. But there we were just volleying our asses off in between sobs. <laughs> To all the women out there listening, we are in touch with our emotions. <laughs> <laughs> we really are. Though. Like, I don't think other guys are like this, but like, we're okay with it. Like, we really are. Before you can truly become a man, you must become a woman first. I don't know you about ever, that. You ever heard that? No. That just means you got to embrace your emotions. Well, why don't you just say embrace your emotions instead of becoming a woman? Because it's more poetic like that, dude. True. Uh, okay. I get it. It's true. You know. I do not get it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta become more in touch with your emotions like a woman. And uh, you'll be a better man because of it. Okay. Basically. I definitely think you can become a a better man by listening to a woman. Oh yeah, for sure. Not not literally, figuratively, figuratively. Is Is that what the hair are you going through that? Yeah, right yeah. <laughs> my hair is my hair is getting pretty lengthy. Gary's actually transitioning right no, now. No, no. <laughs> I'm going through the change. No, I'm just, just playing. I see that sports bra underneath that white t-shirt. I see it. <laughs> but no, it was a good time. It was a beautiful wedding. Absolutely I'm glad we stunning. could all be a, stunning. be a part of it. Yeah. Man, I was honored to be a part of that, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> um, looking back on like that's crazy how one little thing that you may not affect your life changes. I introduced Paxton and Whitney, and I don't even remember it because to me, you know, like I don't think about the first time that Paxton and Whitney met, but evidently I I actually introduced them. So y'all were talking about getting emotional earlier. I was more so emotional at the start, and then by the end, I was just as happy as I could be because I was like, I was seeing her come down the aisle, and he's standing there facing us, not looking at her, and I'm like, this dude has no idea how beautiful of a woman like he is about to marry, like inside and out. And I was just like, if I hadn't introduced them, Paxton wouldn't have met, you know, 
one of the greatest women I've known personally. Yeah. And so I was emotional at the start. Yeah, that's true. I was telling Paxton before uh, it started, I was like, bro, she's so out of your league. <laughs> so far. So, so, so far. Yeah. She, she's an angel. And I, don't, I don't know what Paxton is. She's he... an angel. Never know. Baby. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, we're, to, to make a kind of an announcement, we're going to try to get uh, Whitney, which is Paxton's bride, and hopefully Courtney, Will's wife. I hope she does. I don't think she will, though. She will. If, I don't if think Whitney so. does it, if Whitney does it, she'll come on. I guarantee yeah. you she will. Yeah, maybe. We'll have the, the Housewife episode. Girls' <laughs> night. You know? Girls' night. <laughs> it'll be interesting, you know. It'll it'll be a long time coming, you know. Episode one, me talking crap about Courtney and her hearing it and being like, oh, now she doesn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> anyways, anyways, the only thing that other than uh, Florida, I've just been watching a lot of Friends because I heard Paxton and uh, Blake's girlfriend Hannah talking about Friends. And I've seen a lot of episodes of Friends, but I've never watched it in a row. And Paxton was talking about how Whitney, like, you know, came across all these episodes and she had already seen them, but once she watched it in a row, dude. So I started at episode one, and the character development, because I've already gotten through like the first season and a half. Uh, the character development is crazy in that show. So highly recommend yeah. watching dude, it in order. It's a good show. I haven't watched it. I mean, I've obviously seen episodes of it. Highly but. recommend, because like you just get to know the characters so much better, and it's uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. but let's uh, kind of dive into to who you are, Kate. Let's so, do it. So, like, uh, what do you do right now? Let's tell us, tell Man, us about some of your job experience. You know, I present cut past. grass. <laughs> I cut grass is what I do. Heck yeah! Uh, work for the physical plant at Conway. Do a lot of cutting grass there. Do some code jobs, which is basically houses that are disgusting. We go clean them up in the city suit or finds them. Uh, could have been our house, Gary. No lie. Could have been my house at Conway. So we forgot we had a backyard for like four months one time. And then out of nowhere, went back there and had to go rent one of the weed eaters with the metal blade on the bottom yeah. to cut the stuff down. It was so tall. So I was very close. We had a big fire in the Dude. back. <laughs> we definitely had we a had a, We had a plant. I don't even know what kind of plant it was, but it was at least seven feet tall, wasn't it? Yeah, in our backyard. Oh, yeah. It was I've like one there. of those stalk plants. Like It was as big around as a baseball bat. Yes. And it was like, yes. no kidding, seven feet tall. I've got a picture of me out there, or a video of me out there with this thing just swinging it like a madman. And I like this thing came with a full on hard hat helmet with a face shield <laughs> and assless chaps that you had to wear while operating this thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. And then uh, the other jobs I work at Conway Regional, just groundskeeper there. Yeah. I've had a lot of different job experiences, though. That is for sure. Yeah, that's definitely one thing I want to talk about because. Uh... I'm sure a lot of people can say the same thing, not not only my parents, but my parents bought a vehicle from you. You used to be a car salesman. It at, did. A, what is it, Superior Dodge? It was, Superior yes. Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram and Conway. Take the Dave Ward exit. Bang, bang. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so tell us a little bit about the art of, of salesmanship. Man, that is something and, that... And tell us, how you, tell us how you got into it. Tell us your... I mean, I know that you said you were selling boats, you know, before you were selling. Uh, we did yep. selling vehicles. So tell us a little oh, bit about man. it. I Give guess us a run around. If we're gonna start with sales in general, man, 
I worked at Sugarloaf Marina for going on four years, and uh, probably the last six months I was there, they started turning me loose on boat sales. And so I would take the people out, give them a good time on the boat, drive them around, show these boats off because we really had the baddest line of boats that you could have had on the lake at that point. And uh, just blew everybody's minds with the demos I did. So I kind of started off more so of a, like a, a chauffeur, you might call it. And I take, you know, throw the kids on the back with a tube and throw them as high in the air as I could and stuff like that. And then it got to where I knew these boats inside and out because I just loved it. And so I would just be talking to somebody, telling them about these boats, just telling them the company's history and so forth. That uh, actually what happened was we were in Memphis at a boat show and I was just a rag boy just cleaning these things. And a guy came up and started talking to me. And, you know, the salesman there wearing tuxedos and stuff. And I'm just sitting over there in my cargo shorts and a wife beater cleaning this thing. And I wound up selling the dude a boat. He didn't buy it that day, but uh, he came all the way from uh, Germantown, Tennessee. Because of me, he came down there and uh, he was asking for me and bought a boat from me. So that was my first sale of my life. And I didn't even know I was doing it. And so that's how I got into boats. Uh, Left that. To go back to college, finish school, started working at Lowe's and uh, wasn't selling anything, just customer service. And this old creepy dude came in one day needing five-gallon buckets, sold him like 10, and he just asked me a bunch of, bunch of questions like who I was, where I was from, all this stuff. And uh, anyway, I you know, th- didn't think anything about it. Well, he comes back the next day needing more buckets, asking me even more deeper depth in questions like, hey, you got a, got a girlfriend? What do you do for fun? And so I just told the old man, I was like, sir, I don't know who you are. Like, I'm not answering any more of your personal questions. Like, you can get your buckets and get out of here. Get your buckets and go. (laughs) And he was like, no, no, no. I'm actually the owner of all the superior stores here in town. And he was like, you seem like a good kid. I was just trying to get a feel for you. Why don't you stop by sometime and let me show you around? Seem like a good kid. You're just trying to get a feel for you. You seem like a good kid. <laughs> come, come, come. I got some popsicles. I got some popsicles out of my shower. <laughs> continue, continue. So uh, I stop in, and the dude hires me right there on the spot. And I was like, well, I got to give a two weeks notice. Gave a two weeks notice and came and worked for him. But uh, that was the first time they said that that dude had ever hired somebody personally. So I, I, I don't usually boast on myself, so this feels kind of weird, but I feel like that said a lot about, you know, my customer service. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. And uh, so then, let's see, I was going to college, so they worked on my college schedule, which was also a first for the dealership. So I would work six days a week from usually noon to eight throughout the week, and then Saturday, eight to eight, and just got into sales. Man, the art of the sale is beautiful. Like, I don't know if y'all talked to Mayhan about this, but me and him discussed it. Whenever you get somebody that comes in right from the get-go, they've got this persona that goes with car salesmen. I mean, we're greasy dudes, you know, like just the scum of the earth. And uh, they don't want to buy right then. Nobody comes in wanting to buy a car that day. They don't want to. So whenever you take somebody and they are just hating you from the get-go, and then you're able to – I was always honest. I never lied to sell a car, which is something I've sadly seen happen so many times, and make them like you for who you are and like your product and trust you that you're making a good decision for them and with them, that's what I call the art of the sale right there. Making money is just a bonus. 
The art of the sale, baby. Yeah. So, so tell us, like, how, what, like, what are some some of the things that make you stand out in sales? Like, well, some techniques, maybe. I don't know. Just, just tell, like, what made you stand out? For me personally, what made me stand out was learning why they were there. Because uh, I guess I related back growing up, like, man, I've always had a great life. But you know, if my parents could have saved a hundred bucks on their car payment a month, that would have went a long way. So, you know, I would, these family people would come in and then, you know, we'd be looking at these cars, looking at these cars, looking at these cars. And then I would say, Hey, look, I've got another one over here. It may not have leather, but if you guys are strapped as you say you are, let's kick the leather out and then let me save you another 200 bucks where you can put that toward your kids, you know, stuff like that. That's what made me stand out was I was always there to help you because I'm, I'm a simple guy. I don't need a lot of money. So like I wasn't there to, to rip people's heads off. You know, I'm, I mean, I definitely did. I definitely did. <laughs> I get those, those 40, 50 year old men coming in that didn't have any families who were huge dickheads. Oh yeah. That was, <laughs> I'd lick my chops on those guys. Hey, but, hey, uh, let me go show you this uh, premium option. Over oh here. boy, man. <laughs> you want to lift on that? All right. <laughs> but, uh, I just always tried to man, just help people, I guess is what I'm trying to say here. Like I literally just, I love doing that, you know? stuff like that just relating to them figuring out what their needs were instead of what they're you know instead of selling them what i wanted to sell them figure out their needs the coolest thing i ever did in sales sorry if i'm rambling these people came in wanting a ram pro master and that is like a big white construction raper van is what that is and <laughs> they were dickheads and so I, there was this one car i knew i could make a lot of money on it was a mini cooper just the complete opposite of a Ram ProMaster, and those people left in a Mini Cooper that day. That was the what? coolest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! To this day, I hang my hat on that one. Wow, the Mini Cooper. So obviously, you don't have to say any names if you don't want to. But you're saying something about how you sold a, a vehicle to like somebody that was involved in like big news. Oh or yeah, something like that. Man, I cannot think of that dude's name right now. This was uh, one of my earlier sales. Uh, at Superior Dodge. So this guy comes in. He's got a family, wife, two kids. Great dude. I wound up selling him a 2,500 power wagon. I remember the truck better than I remember the people. And so, he, <laughs> like, like I can see vehicles to this day driving down the road, and I, I'm like, I sold that. And then, you know, I'll recognize people, but can't remember their name. So anyway, I sell this dude. Uh, a couple of months later, we get a phone call. My general manager does, and he calls me into his office. He's like, hey, I need you to go pull this folder, get, give me the VIN, bring it back to me. So I do. He's sitting on the phone with Arkansas State Police, and he confirms the VIN, and they hang up. And he was like, you're not going to believe this, but they just found a dead black girl in the back of that truck. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, a dead black girl was found in the back of this dude's truck, and they're confirming the VIN. That dude got convicted. He murdered that girl in the back and and was going to hide the body whenever he got and you sold the truck and i you sold, sold him, him that truck Dude, i was an accomplice in a way <laughs> oh my god <laughs> in a way <laughs> oh my god dude you that's crazy know. but like they do background do they do background checks and stuff when you're buying no, man. just like a credit check or whatever credit, yeah. yeah strictly credit that's crazy though yeah, wild, Kate sold him the truck. Yeah, probably like one of the harder harder things though was uh, I sold somebody a vehicle, and they wrecked in it and passed away, and I found out. Oh man! And, like it was it was actually a really good customer of mine. They were this older couple, 
I'd sold them three or four vehicles, and one day she had a heart attack going down the road. That's and, terrible. And wrecked and passed. So that that didn't feel good, you know. Yeah. That was that was difficult. Well, yeah, I could see what you're saying, but at least you know it wasn't the you know like it wasn't the product's fault. You know no, what I mean? yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So. <sighs> so now, uh, like, why? I mean, why uh, did you did you leave? So man, the I got to looking around me. I'm a very family oriented dude. Like I love family and stuff. And like, I did I did car sales for like two and a half years. And looking around at, at a majority of those guys, I think I had one manager that was still married to his original wife and was actually in his kid's life. Um, we had like 15 higher ups or so. And like I said, only one of those guys was, was still involved with his family. Most of them don't know their kids. Uh, they've been divorced four times because like I said, you're there until eight. If you take a day off, you're not making money. You know, you're not paid hourly and like the greed just overcomes those guys. And I was looking at that like, man, this is not what I want to do in my life. And, you know, like uh, I was in a relationship at the time, and it was taking a toll on us because we were never getting to go do anything. You know, we, uh, we weren't spending hardly any time together because by the time I get home, I'm ready to go to bed. She's ready to go to bed. Uh, like I've, I've been up at that dealership as late as like 145 selling cars. Dang. And, you know, like it's just, man, it's not for me personally, it's not a good, good family job. So I got out of there to kind of take some time off and uh, focus on the relationship and stuff like that. Yeah, that's good, man. That's mm-hmm. good. So, like you said, you were going to school while you were um, still at the dealership. Did you finish school or like? I got one more year. One more year. Okay. One more year. So you're yeah. still going to school. It, yes. If everything goes as planned, I will be done this time next year. Okay. Right on. Yeah. See, I, oh, we had talked to you. We talked to you all the time. I still didn't know if you were still going. Mm-hmm. I thought you'd finished already. No. That's what I thought. But. No. So what are, you going to, what are you going to school for? Man, physical education, baby, and kinesiology. That's awesome. Oh, what yeah. are you? That's, that'll uh, Actually, before we get into like your goals and all of that, mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about the later end of your college career. You know, you're finishing up here. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the first part of your college career, though. You went, you went and played baseball, too. I mean, I, we're talking to a college athlete right now he's an athlete definitely not an athlete <laughs> you guys know that you've seen me play basketball fine rider shout out baby um but uh <laughs> brother peg lick <laughs> captain hardwood <laughs> oh, oh boy i gosh. forgot about that dude okay dude. before we talk about this i knew the pine riders were going to come up if you go to our um podcast uh cover art that hannah made us You'll see on my shirt, it, it's a pine tree, and very faintly you can see PR on it, and that stands for the Pine Riders. Pine, rider, pine Riders. A little background for those of you who don't know what the Pine Riders were. I was the world's worst basketball player. I mean, like, we had, what, 11 guys on the team, so every day while y'all were scrimmaging five on five, I sat on the bleachers and just watched. Like, that's how <laughs> bad I was. And Coach Glover eventually let me go down to the other end and shoot by myself. So, anyway... <laughs> um, but uh, I made this little club for people who set the bench. And basically, Will was out with due to ACL, unfortunately. It was ACL, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. So he was in by default. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been allowed in. You, uh, I was an honorary member. Yes, yes, he was. And uh, basically, you set the bench. You got a, you got a code name. 
you know, if you went in before halftime, you got kicked out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> see, when I was a tenth grader, I started off with the Pine Riders, and then Will got hurt, then you know, a couple things happened, and the next thing you know, I'm starting. But I started out riding the bench in the tenth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Gary moved up, moved up too fast, got kicked out of the Pine Riders. Dude, I took that shit so seriously. Like we were at Midland, I'll never forget. We didn't have enough chairs for everybody, and there was literally one chair short. And Drew Haney comes over and he's like, "Hey, sit in the floor." And I was like, "I'm not." sitting in that floor and uh coach Glover comes down he's like can't get in the floor i was like coach you say to play like you practice and this is where i practice every day <laughs> i'm not sitting in that floor so they went and got drew like this this little shit ass you know metal chair i'm sitting there on my cushion chair half asleep during the game pull a snicker out of my sock you know like everybody would be down there drinking waters me and hunter pigs are pulling reese's out of our socks and uh drinking dr peppers <laughs> oh, oh man, my dude. gosh um but anyway definitely not an athlete Sorry to get off chasing rabbits, but uh, man, I suck dick at baseball. Like in a, in the grand scheme of things, whenever you think about college baseball, like our team was trash. But that was just an opportunity I want to take because I was not ready to hang it up at all. And so whenever Williams, you know, they said, "Hey, you can come play for us for a little bit of money," I jumped on it. And those were probably my two favorite years of my life. Man, traveled the country, got to play baseball on top of it. You know, got shelled a couple of times, absolutely shelled, and then you know had a couple of good games. It was it was a fun time. It was a lot of fun, man. Baseball. So traveling the country, you got any like you know memories that just really stand out to you? Yes, actually, we had this one kid who our coach loved, and he sucked all fall one year, and we go down to Texas, and he's starting first game of the year. Like literally, the kid was like oh for sixty. And kid's first hit as a college athlete was a grand slam. So that was cool. He was a gamer. Uh, for me personally, I grew out a mullet my freshman year. Yeah? I did. I had a gnarly mullet. Shaved the, yeah. shaved the sides, cut the lines in it, and uh, wound up going like five hitless against the team that won the conference. And uh, wound up doing eight and a third scoreless. And got pulled. And I'll just never forget in like the fifth inning, their coach, you guys are getting no hit by a freshman throwing 70 poo with a mullet and then kicked a bucket. <laughs> and so that was that was my favorite, favorite memory of me. With person. a mullet. And then kicked a bucket, man. That was that was awesome. Uh played against a kid, and this is something that I hang my hat on. I don't care what you say, but I've always said, like, best athlete I've ever saw was this shortstop from Missouri Baptist. He graduated my freshman year. That kid was just unbelievable to watch play. I'm sitting here watching the Braves and Rockies play uh, about a month back, and they're talking about this kid they just called up, and he's playing first base. He's not on shortstop, but I'm looking at this dude, and I'm like, man, why does this guy look familiar? And it's him. So I have officially played against a uh, a – a major league, a major dude. league but starter. Like the dude started, he went two for four that night, and then went zero for eighteen and got sent down. But oh well, like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's awesome though. Yeah, you can was, say you play with the pros, baby. That was cool, man. I, I don't think I pitched against him. I pitched in the series, but I think I just came in, got three outs, and then got pulled. Yeah, but it was that's I, that's pretty cool. That is, yeah, cool, that man. is yeah. that's neat, man. Yeah, Cade was Cade was our go to. He was our ace in uh, in high school. Man. And we, we went to him, and he had a great, great game. Uh, I remember you no know, hit Midland in the district finals one year, and that was pretty, pretty awesome. They ended up winning the, the state tournament that year, so they were 
They were no joke. Man, whenever I was on the mound with you guys behind me, it was so different than in college because in high school when I was on the mound with you guys behind me, I felt like we could beat anybody. Like, I was so cocky because I was like, we got this. But then I get to college, I'm like, eh, it's not the same. Like, it, it really, it was great to keep playing, but it just wasn't the same. There's like a, there's a cohesive feeling. I mean, I didn't play college sports, so I guess I really don't have room to talk. But there's, there's such a cohesive feeling because, like, I feel like a big factor for us playing as well as we did and having the success that we did in baseball is we just played together yeah, for did. so long. Yeah, we and did. we just... We all knew what each other were thinking before we did it, and we all knew like what we wanted out of the experience, yes. and we wanted to win. It was we wanted awesome. To be good. Yeah, it was, so. dude. That was my favorite part about you know playing baseball. It wasn't. Yeah, I obviously wanted to. You know, everybody wants to win. You always want to. You know, do the best you can, and you know, show off for it. You know, everybody wants to hit a homer. You know what I mean? Uh, Will hit a couple homers because he was freaking. Couple, he was the size he is now when he was in sixth grade. <laughs> Dude, I, I remember like for some reason me and Will always had to lift weights together. I guess because we were the same size, but I was not as strong. So he'd be over there just pumping stuff out with veins popping out of his no, arm. Dude, I remember there was one time uh, after we had kept lifting weights, and uh, like that's I don't even remember how old we were. I don't know, but uh, it's know. like once we had had lifted all year like everybody was getting strong yeah. and uh dude I, i'll never forget it coach was like all right chest day bench press whatever he's like well you're with Cade," and we were all fired up and dude you threw on uh i don't even i mean this is not a ton of weight but yeah. 240 uh, a 45 <laughs> plate on each side so i don't know it's like 135 pounds <laughs> and you were just doing reps with it just goo, 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 just pumping them out i was like dude this guy is cracked right now <laughs> and i got under there i was like you know feeling it and dude, I couldn't even do it. And I was like, dude, Kate is so much stronger than me right now. I think it was just, insane. I think it was just chest, maybe, because I know whenever we're No, curled, dude, like you were destroying me on the But we did. We lifted weights off. No, dude, I remember we Will, always did. Will started out when I because I came in the ninth grade as when I started going to school with y'all guys. And in the ninth grade, Will, you were like one of the strongest ones on our team. But like yes. by the eleventh grade, Will was like my partner and everybody else was stronger than us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> bro, oh my God. I don't know what just made me think of this. Dude, we were noodles. I know, we were noodle heads, bro. <laughs> there were three of us one day at the baseball field out of the whole team that could lift this log. Like, I don't know why we did it. But uh, there was a log on the ground. Coach Glover made us grab it by like the back end and like, Will gets up there, lifts it like a man. I get up there, kind of get it off the ground. Christian Mackey, I'm pretty sure, put back that thing on his back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a back truck for you, baby. Christian Mackey. Oh, my God, man. Man, dude. What was I saying? Oh, I was talking about like the cohesiveness of us as uh, a team. And that was like my favorite part, man. Because like, everybody we played with, if... You know, if I had their number, like I still talk to them this day. You know what I mean? Yep. All yep. of our good buddies that we played with, it's like yeah, we do. It's like a lifelong friendship that you, yep. no doubt, blow a load, baby. Like I remember saying <laughs> that to Willie all the time. Blow a load, dude. And I mean, not just the sports. I think that's important for, uh, you know, not just kids, but anybody to uh, just be a part of something. You know, be part of uh, anything. Like if you're in school, you're in the band. Like. You're with other people though that share similar interests, or yes. you're yeah. you're in a certain club that you know you people, you know you all have a common goal, a common interest. It, yeah, it just I don't know. 
Something just a, just a lifelong friendship that you can make. Absolutely. Something that I've seen. I mean, yes, you can get into like varsity sports, um, but something that I've seen that is kind of a unique opportunity for kids. You know, I'm into climbing. Man, down at the climbing gym, dude, they have like like all kinds of leagues for like kids to come and climb and compete and things like that. And it's just like these huge group of kids just all climbing together. And I'm sure it's a it's a similar thing. It's it's yeah. all this this group trying to compete together to be the best that they can. And there's just something about that that just brings you together with people and makes uh, connections like you're talking it's about. It's awesome. It really like is. Dono. Dude, if I saw Dono on the street, I haven't seen him forever. I would strike up a conversation with him like it was nothing, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure, dude. Coulter Henchy. Like, oh, yeah. if I see Coulter, I'm going to be like, yo, what's up, Coulter? Dude. <laughs> dude. So I called him Coulter like two years ago when I seen him on UCA's canvas. Hasn't talked to me since. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, hey, man, how's it going? He just put his head down. Keep walking. He's bro, he so gets, mad. He gets, bro, he gets so butt mad. hurt easy, but he's a good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> He's gonna, he's gonna, Cole Turd. If you, if you listen to this podcast, <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you, man, you're gonna hurt yourself weightlifting. You are gonna hurt yourself. <laughs> Do it for the gram, baby. Doing it for the gram. Bro, no, dude, he's got better form now. He's got better form. <laughs> he's got better form. Okay, because the last time I saw, he was like trying to deadlift and he was like bending his back, and I thought he was gonna rip his spine off. I think he had, I think he had scoliosis. <laughs> Something, dude. I thought he was literally gonna rip his spine out of his back. <laughs> No, but uh, anyway, so well, talked a little bit about your college experience, your baseball, your you know job experience during college, your finishing up, you know your physical education, kinesiology, all of that. But what are some of the the goals that that you see yourself? I mean, yeah, you got a you got a job right now, but what what are career goals and even you know further goals that kind of transcend just a that's just a career this is sad to say but i'm still 24 and not sure about a career goal okay man sales changed my life like it really did because uh obviously whenever i started going to college even even this you know whenever i picked it back up after dropping out for a year i was like i really want to get in the school system and I think really the reason I want to get in the school system is, I mean, look at where we're from, how many kids were, you know, kind of left in the dust and, you know, even kids that weren't, that aren't really on the, the best of paths these days. And like, I kind of credit a lot of that to baseball on why I'm not, not doing some things I shouldn't, you know, be doing. So that's kind of why I wanted to get in the school system was to make a, make a, make a difference, you know, uh, kind of teach kids lesson. Cause today's age, so many kids, I'm not saying I'm a male role model, but, uh, so many kids today don't have that male role model and you spend more time at school with those guys than a lot of these kids do with their parents and so that's the reason I wanted to get into that then I get into sales and I'm really starting to enjoy it and man right now I've just got my heart set on uh have y'all ever heard of Mossy Oak Properties uh -huh. I would love to sell Mossy Oak Properties what it is basically Mossy Oak big camo brand yeah big hunting big in the hunting industry long time name they are buying these these properties or you know maybe not buying them but people are brokering them to them and they're hunting properties they're farming properties so on so forth and one of my good buddies is doing it and he just loves it because i was like hey man you work into today you want to hang out and he'll be like no i got to show a property in the morning well whenever he goes to to sell something all he's doing is taking a guy and his kid hunting for a day or you know he's bush hogging a, a field getting it ready for somebody to come look at or 
or you know like uh yeah i just picked up a new property you want to come fishing with me let's see if the pond's any good so i can tell these people about it and that is just my bread and butter right there man uh going out uh being in the outdoors being in nature because like growing up man my mom would lock me out of the house and uh she would honk a horn whenever it got dark or she'd drive down the road and honk the horn if i was way back in there where i couldn't hear and that's when i knew to come home so i've spent a majority of my life outside and then whenever i was about 13 i started working for a farm down the road and that got me into into cows quite a bit you know i'm obviously i haven't been in into the cattle business in a long time but just being around those properties with the sales background and like the man my adrenaline gets going whenever i'm sitting there across from somebody and uh they're about to write me a $110,000 check i can't imagine somebody about to stroke me one for 900 you know or 500,000 so I think that's really my career goal. Uh, my grandpa, he's getting old. He's got a farm in Ozark. So I think whenever I graduate, I'm probably going to head that way and start helping him with that farm and try to get that rolling, the, the Mossy Oak property thing. Heck, yeah. That could very well change, you know. But that's kind of where I'm at right now is just I just want to chill out, help on the farm, and try to, try to make that work. Yeah. That's cool, man. There's a lot of, <clears throat> there's a lot of growth to be, to be had if you do that. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you that, learn you learn a lot from if you surround yourself with with some older people, man. You'll you'll learn some stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Your grandpa, dude, that man to this day, I could arm wrestle him and he would dominate me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like seventy five. Yeah, no, dude, you kind of sound. Uh, you said you talked to Mayhan about sales and stuff, but you kind of sound like man. He was saying how he um he enjoyed the relationship building aspect of yeah. selling things. And it sounds like that. You know, that's that's more personal than you know your. I mean, I'm not belittling or downplaying real estate agents at all, right. but, but you don't get to build the relationship with the customer like you would if you spent a whole day together out on some property, just, you know, out in nature, checking yeah. it out. It's like, 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 dude, can you see your kids playing in this Creek, you know, like, you know, or, or whatever. Cause like, man, get your kids outside. So many kids these days are going inside and they're sitting on that PlayStation, man. Nothing wrong with that, you know, from time to time, but get those kids outside, let them get hurt, rub some dirt on it. Like. One time I fell down a hill. Whenever I say a hill, I fell down a holler is what I fell down. And didn't have a cell phone. You know, had to make it home. Got me a stick and walked out. And, like, God knows how old I was. I might have been 12. Could have died. If a coyote had come out of nowhere and bit me, I'd have been dead. But, like, <laughs> get those kids outside. They're being Kids these days are so weak. Man, they're so mentally weak. They need to get outside. Uh, you know what they call that, Gary? What do they call that? Mentally weak. Actually, I'm not going to say it. What do they call it? I'm, I'll I'll tell you later. Uh, why can't you? Is, does is it there start, something? Is there something that you that you can't does say? It, does it start with a P? No. Oh. Does it, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I, that I, I, wasn't I, what I was thinking, but yeah, I mean, no. I can see where you're going. I don't want to offend that. anyone. I'll tell you later. Okay. Don't want to offend our audience. But no, I know what you're saying though. Yeah. Okay, like. <laughs> do you remember the movie Holes? Yeah, I do. All right. So when Holes came out, I literally dug holes like that. <laughs> <laughs> my dad came home one day mad as hell because i was like dad look i'm holding the shovel across it i'm holding the shovel down in it <laughs> he had to get the tractor to fill it back in <laughs> oh my gosh that is so funny wow no. shout out tony <laughs> oh senior no God, you know have you ever had something that happened to you like that gary where you were just playing outside and you just like genuinely thought you were about to die like like you hurt yourself so bad and you, <laughs> you couldn't tell anyone because you were 
Uh, like Kate said, he fell down and had to walk dude, with a stick. I've hurt myself outside, but not not like that. The the probably this one of the sketchier times. Well, I can't really speak on one of the sketchier times, but one of the other sketchier times is when I was floating down the Buffalo River with Zach and Kendrick. Which we need to have Kendrick on the podcast. Yeah, and we we didn't know how far we were from our exit. We ended up floating in the dark for like two hours. That was pretty sketchy. Have you ever had an actual life flash before your eyes moment? Yeah, in traffic. Man, have you? Um, I'm trying to think. Not really, though. I wouldn't say probably not. I, I mean, I've had some four-wheeler wrecks, but my life didn't, you know what I mean? Can, like, can I, I was scared, but I didn't. Yeah. Can I tell a story? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Dude, Garrett, Joseph Ogle, you know this man. I do. I do. Very interesting man. I, yeah, yeah. I, I love Joe. Veteran, great guy. All right. Me and Paxton pull into his yard one day. This is you can ask Paxton to this. There's probably not a pond in Van Buren County we haven't fished, but Joseph Ogle's pond is the only one we've ever asked for permission because it's right by the house. Like there was no way we'd get away with it. Yeah. So, we, <laughs> so we pull in one day and ask him for permission. He's like, "Yeah, guys, come on down. We fished with this man multiple times, like on a first name basis." I would stop by before work a lot of days and fish with him. He was an awesome dude. I mean, like, we built a relationship over the course of a summer. Uh, summer's winding down, and me and Paxton, he's like, if y'all ever want to come, y'all don't have to stop in. Because sometimes we would, you know, he'd be in the middle of something. So one day, we go, and we park our truck where he showed us to park, which was kind of by the pond, and we're fishing. And Joseph drives by on the tractor, and he normally says hi. And Joseph's always shirtless, but he's ripped. He's an old man, but he's ripped, dude. And so he drives by on the tractor with his Ray-Bans on, and he just stares us down. And he goes over to my truck, and he starts acting like he's going to ram it, dude, like two or three times. And so I was like, oh, I guess he's going to bush hog because he had the bush hog on the back. So I go, and I move the tractor out on the road. I go back, and I sit down, I'm fishing. And uh, Joseph's off in the woods, like just driving through the woods in this tractor full-blown. And he, I mean, he had beer with him. So me and Patrick were like, man, this dude's tore up. Like, <laughs> you know, like we're like, he's, he's tore up. So he drives back by sunglasses on top of the head and no, like, there's no soul in his eyes. There's, I can't explain it. Just pupils were enlarged, no soul. And so he drives and he goes to the house and he parks the tractor in the barn. And me and Patrick are like, what's up with Joe, dude? And like, he didn't even say hi. And we're just like, he's tore up, man. He tore so, up. <laughs> so we're sitting there fishing, and I'll never forget Paxton goes, Kate, he's got a gun. And Joseph's walking down the pond, and uh, if, you, if you've dealt with a gun much, you know uh, if you're walking uh, somewhere where you're expecting to shoot something, you carry it out in front of you, you know, gun stock down by the waist, barrel up in the air, where you can put it on your shoulder very fast. And Joseph's walking down the pond levee toward us, and he's just staring us down, and this look in his eyes, I can't explain it. His face is pale white. And I was like, oh, he's just shooting turtles, dude. Just leave him be. And he'll come down here, we'll talk to him. And, and uh, so Paxton does, and we go back to fishing. And Joseph gets really close to us, and he's still holding the gun. And uh, he hasn't shot a turtle yet, so we're just dead quiet. And the dude gets 20 yards from us, you know, the distance of a catcher uh, home plate to the mound. And he just stops, and we're kind of letting him make the first move, so we still haven't said anything. Paxton's still sitting down. I stand up, and when I stand up, he goes, who are you? And uh, I didn't say anything because I was like, what the heck? And he said, who are you? And I said, I'm Kate Sawyer. And uh, he lowers the gun and puts it on his shoulder and has the barrel pointing at me. 
He said, I said, who are you? And then flicked the safety off. I heard it click. And in that moment right there, that is the scaredest I've ever been in my entire life. Wow. wow. I just started screaming, Mr. Joseph, I'm Cade Sawyer, threw my hands up in the air. Paxton's still sitting down, hasn't moved. <laughs> Rod in his hand has not moved, dude. He's just watching this go down. And I don't know what happened, but for I'm screaming everything I can at this man, and he hasn't took this gun off of me. It's still on his chest. Safety's still on. I said, you said we could keep all the crappie we caught. And this man's still pointing this gun at me. And he goes, hey, Kate, how are you? And uh, I said, I'm good. And the color comes back in his face. Uh, his eyes, like, sink back in his head. They weren't as bulged out. And he looks down at the gun clicks the safety off just starts shaking his head no 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 and turns around and goes to the house and i just sat on the pond bank beside paxton like what the fuck just happened <laughs> and bro he comes back by on the tractor but this time just just a sheer look of sorrow in his face and we're we're still in high school he goes, do y'all want a beer? And we go, no. <laughs> and that's where he explained to us that he was a military veteran. And he said, guys, sometimes I just have rough days. I, was, I forgot I told you guys you could come down. I got to drinking a little bit and just, man, he explained it. He just like, I just had a little PTSD there. Like gave us the, you know, basically told us how many years he'd done. Uh, just. Dude, he, Joe is a very he, interesting yeah, guy. He he's just, he's told me some a lot of things. I can't I can't remember exactly what exactly what he was, but he I mean, he was yeah. high up in the military. Yes, very he high. had he had like a sheik over in Arabia offering yeah. wives. Yep. <laughs> One time. I mean uh but man, that's that's something, man, like mental mm -hmm. health in America. Kinda I mean, I honestly didn't expect to talk about this, but mental Go on health with it. Mental health in America is a is a real thing, and one of the one of the biggest uh, things I think we do a disservice for are are the military veterans, uh, because that's such a common thing that you hear people suffering with uh, post traumatic stress disorder, yeah. and uh, it's it's you take somebody over, you break them down, you get them in this military mindset. They spend you know the majority of their career in this in this. Uh, this mode you've wired them a certain way and once they get out it's like you expect mm -hmm. all that wiring just to undo you know mm -hmm. um yep. and it's and a lot of the times you know uh, associated with ptsd or things like anxiety and depression which our our medical system is just absolutely god-awful at at uh curing or or you know rehabilitating i mean the antidepressant drugs are like i think the fourth most uh, drug overdose uh in america like it's just crazy uh we we don't deal very well and it's like we are the richest nation in the world we have the most opportunity in the world but we also have the most uh like mental health issues by far than any other nation in mm -hmm. the world so why is that uh, I don't have the answers. I'm just. Oh, you know, I thought you were about to give it to no, me. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't have the answers. But I'm, I mean, it's it's just something that needs to be known. I think yeah. that before you can have the answers, you've got to bring the awareness of that issue to as many people as you can. Man, uh, my heart is pounding just reliving that. Like, dude, uh, I'll never forget because we sat there in silence, me and Paxton, for a long time. But now our truck's not beside us, and Paxton was like, 
you ready to go? And I was like, man, I'm not going until dark. I'm not about to take off running across this wide open field and get sniped. <laughs> so we waited until dark and then hit an army crawl out of there. <laughs> hit an army crawl. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, man, I've eaten, I've eaten several, several dinners with Joe Ogle. We yeah. usually go over Thanksgiving. <laughs> he kept his boat at the marina I worked at. And I'll never forget, like, shortly after that, he was like, hey, man, you left your net at my house. I said, oh, you can keep it. <laughs> you can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, that, like, such a great guy. But that just goes to show, like, the, like you talked about, the mental side of things can overcome, yeah. overcome anything. Yeah, and so, so not, to, not to bring up a super controversial issue, but uh, there's actually been some uh, research done on, uh, like, psilocybin and uh, LSD that have shown you know, really good results for um, curing, like talking like 40 to 50% rates of curing addiction. All I'm saying is PTSD. if he had been tripping on LSD no, that day, no, I would no, be no. dead right now. No, no, you don't, you don't just give these and tell them, hey, go home and take this. It's, it's more like a, like you go through a therapy session and kind of guide them through it. Um, but that, that's something that has uh, started to become a thing. They, they legalized it or decriminalized it mm-hmm. in Denver. And actually, today they decriminalized it in Oakland. Oakland, um, but they have, Lynch, they've had some really good. There's a there's another substance they use called iboga that they have up in Canada. They have iboga clinic, mm-hmm. and so the people go up. What up is that? For, is that an herb? It's a root. A it's root. It's an African uh, root, and uh, you go up to an iboga clinic. It's com- completely legal. You can go get your passport and go to one, and they have. Had very, very good success with uh, curing uh, especially PTSD, but also uh, depression and addiction. Wow, wow. And you basically, what you do, it's not, uh, it's, like I said, they don't give you this bottle of this psychedelic substance and say, hey, go home and take this. They make you come to their clinic and sit down with like a trained uh, doctor that, that knows what he's doing. And you go, you go through like a, basically, I guess, like a session of some type um and they talk you through things whether it's your depression that you're dealing with or wow. your your post traumatic stress you got that's, a lot of a lot of notes over there willie no nah, dude that's uh that was from the last one <laughs> i don't have that many <laughs> i don't have any notes all right i see <laughs> yeah <laughs> but oh, yeah dude. that i man i didn't i didn't expect to get off on a mental health tangent with you kate but that's the way it goes baby Here once we you are. just get rolling you just let it ride. Yeah. And, and that's something that's something that we, we don't know we don't know anything about the mind, man. Psychology is like one of those fields you can get a PhD in it and if you go fast forward two hundred years they're gonna look back and like are the doctors of psychology back two hundred years ago didn't know what was going on with the mind. So Dude. it's it's one of those fields, man, that they're really just now kind of touching and, and getting results. Cause addiction, man, it's a it's a it's pandemic level. Like we have people addicted to opioids, we have people addicted to to food, we have people addicted to porn, we have people addicted to gambling, we have people addicted to everything. Not to mention all the people that are depressed and anxious, and you know, like yeah, it's just one. I don't, I don't understand. I don't have all the answers, but it's something that definitely needs to be brought to awareness. Dude, I remember who told me, or I heard this the other day. It was saying that um, humans, the human species knows more about the ocean than they do the human brain. Really? That is shocking. And we know more about space than we do the ocean. Yeah, exactly. What? And like uncharted territory in the ocean, what is it, like 
We know like 5% of all I was the, about to say, it's like 95%. Yeah, and it said that people know more about the ocean than they do the, the human brain because it's so intricate and just like, I don't, I don't remember where I heard that. I wish I, I remembered where I heard that. It's, dude. Did you they, tell me that, Gary? No, I didn't, didn't tell you that. Wow. Who I, told me that? I can't remember. I, uh, it blew my mind though when I heard that. It blows my brain. I still don't think that's true. It might be though. I'll have to look it up. It's like the, the brain is like the most complex uh, computer system you can imagine because it's like self-driving. Like it doesn't need a power source. It creates its own power source. And, it, and not to mention that, consciousness itself rises from your brain somehow, some way. <laughs> so it's like, you know, uh, I don't think, I don't, we've talked about this with Blake. And Blake, Blake got a little irritated. I feel like, but there's just some things that that science, I don't know, just can't can't explain. Like love, like consciousness, like why are we able to sit here and and have this conversation? And that's why, although I value science deeply, I mean, I'm fixing to go off and get a master's in science. Life in itself, experience in itself, is so much more than science. That was a good word, Gary. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Life itself is so much more than science. Yeah. Seriously, though. Shine. Seriously, though. Oh, my God. We get, we get deep on the casual conversation oh podcast. God. Gary's Gary. a philosopher. <laughs> Anyways. No, no, I'm glad we did that, though. That was, that was dope. Yeah. That was. That was a good, that little, was a good story, though. Was. Dude, my heart is just pounding right now. Keep on, keep on thinking. Keep on reliving, huh? Dude, I have. Like. Paxton told me that story before. Dude, me and Paxton another time, obviously fishing a pond. Man, we've done we've fished so many ponds that we shouldn't have. We we found a legitimate uh, chop shop. Asked Paxton about this. We were fishing this pond on a on a road, and then we found another road, and we were like, "Oh my god, let's go up there." Climbed up on top of you know the gas tanks uh, on gas pads. Yeah. yeah, we were like, "Let's see what it looks like up there." So we climbed up there, and we are overlooking a field. I mean, it's like like three baseball fields long of nothing but cars on blocks, hoods up, no motors. They had been stripped completely down, and there's a big garage in the back with an 18-wheeler that, you know, it says it's got like a little Debbie's uh, sign on it or something, you know, and they're just they're chunking these motors into and stuff, and we're like, we got to go. <laughs> and so anyway, I go back, and uh, I'm telling my dad about this because it's, you know, it's over in Bee Branch. I'm telling my dad about this, and he was like, you went up there? And I was like, yeah. He was like, why didn't you tell me you were going up there? I was like, Dad, I don't ever tell you where I'm going because then you're going to tell me not to. <laughs> Dad was like, don't ever go there. <laughs> so so uh, that was kind of cool. Wow. Dude, that's hardcore. Dude, me and Paxton. The little Debbie truck got car motors in like, the back. I, I don't know if it was a little Debbie, but it was like, you know, it didn't say, hey, yeah, we're I selling know. illegal car parts. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, my gosh. Dude, that, that'd be so funny. If, well, it wouldn't be funny, but like if a truck crashed on the on the interstate. And it was like a, it was like a, <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely wouldn't no, be funny. <laughs> but if, if it was like a little Debbie's truck and then there's like car motors everywhere, you're like, dude, what's this guy do? Where are the little Debbies? <laughs> If everyone was oh uninjured God. from the crash, and then there were motors everywhere. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Dude, no. <laughs> speaking of something that's not supposed to be funny, but it was really funny to me. Did you see, <laughs> see the video of this, uh, it was this elderly lady, she was hiking, and uh, she got dizzy like up there on top of the mountain, so they had... 
<laughs> they had to call a helicopter in to, in to get her because like she couldn't walk down you know yeah because i don't know if she was feeling faint or dizzy i think they said she was feeling dizzy which makes it funnier and, <laughs> and the helicopter dude comes down picks her up on a, like a gurney you know like a stretcher and they like clip her on to the thing and they start raising her out of there and she just like starts slowly rotating, like when you first turn a fan on. And then, dude, she just starts spinning so fast. Like, it looked like she was spinning as fast as a helicopter blade. And she's just spinning around at like mock speed. Just, and like, if you turn the video upside down, it looked like she was like carrying the helicopter out. <laughs> <laughs> she was spinning so fast and i was like how funny is that that she is getting med flooded out because she was dizzy and she's just spinning around at breakneck speed <laughs> i hope she was okay oh my god oh my god uh, it, it's a terrible thing and then like as the helicopter's flying away she's just started like slowing down and then it was normal when it flew off the video is hilarious but dude oh. she's spinning oh my god so what so would fun. somebody have to tap in to watch this video uh i don't know lady gets spun by a heli- i don't know I, probably lady gets spun around by a helicopter okay go <laughs> look mean, it up on youtube folks i don't know if it's on youtube yet. and then turn it upside down because i was not aware of <laughs> yeah, that yeah yeah it looks like she's scared. <laughs> Dude, that's so uh, funny. Oh, wow. Dude, speaking of something that's not so funny, uh, that also has something to do with helicopters, did you hear about the helicopter that crashed at Backwood, the Backwood concert? Yeah, yes. dude, is that... Yes. That's insane. That's at Mulberry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't understand how that even happens. Like, so, give, like, well, like, why are they, why they even have a helicopter there in the first place? Hey, is give, what I give, don't understand. Give a rundown of what you know. somebody. Give you, give you a... Give her a rundown. Yeah, give her a rundown well, of what you know of what happened. I don't know all the d- details, and you know, but I just saw that they were like you could pay to get shuttled in a helicopter. Basically, is what I, I saw. Oh, it's like it's like you paid you know a hundred dollars, then they would take you because it's if it's, is it up on a mountain? Yeah. So basically, so Backwood basically, is just like a music festival in Arkansas, like electronic dance music. They have all kinds of different bands. That yeah, go they got there. bands. Like it's it's just a mishmash of different types of music, and I mean, I mean, it's a bunch it, of people it, walking pretty, around smoking a, weed. I mean, it's a pretty <laughs> popular thing though. Like it's a you know, it's not just like some rednecks up in the mountains doing stuff like it's a legitimate music festival yeah like. people come yeah for people come it's kind of like wakarusa basically it's the same place wakarusa was they just call it backwoods now yeah so uh anyways yeah a helicopter apparently was shuttling some people and crashed into the side of a mountain and some people died i don't know how many people died i think it was like it was three like, or three or four wasn't it, was it something like that i think three and then one injured wow i think that's crazy dude think about how sucky that would be dude think about if you're one of those people tripping on lsd and you see that dude <laughs> whoa dude like what what the people that i assume they could see it like just a helicopter crashing and burning like that'd be hardcore it's horrifying that's terrible yeah that'd be that'd be something man i just don't understand why you're giving people helicopter rides in the first place like do we not have like some off-road vehicles we can shuttle people with like what why do you gotta have a helicopter like the most dangerous know, aircraft, a helicopter. That's a good point. I don't know, man. Dude, my grandpa lives up there, and he says like he'll see naked girls in the gas stations whenever they have like this music festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you turn off right there at Ozark and go up to the yep. Mulberry Mountain. Yep. Dude, I mean, <laughs> dude uh, 
do y'all remember this show? Like, I was young whenever the show happened. Like, Paris Hilton, like, lived on a farm in Ozark. Like, it was a reality TV show where they sent her and, like, her sister to live in Ozark, basically. No. No, I've uh, never heard of that. <laughs> so, anyway, like, they did that. They sent them out there for a reality TV show. There's, like, a like a clip of my grandpa meeting her in a gas station. And he just looks like. And then takes off the other one. <laughs> like, like, what the hell? <laughs> but it was. So, I call, you know, we talking to him. And I'm talking to him later on in life, whatever, you know, like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like. Why'd you look at him like that? He didn't want to be on camera. <laughs> didn't want to be on camera. <laughs> I was like, so it wasn't the fact that it was, you know, some star or anything. He's like, didn't, didn't like the lights. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Dude, that's funny. Well, is there anything that you wanted to, to ask Kate, Will? Dude, no. We had the same stuff written down. Kate, you got anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to talk about? Man, whenever life gets you up and down, I've been through a lot of highs and lows. I'm, I've been thinking about that. Because I haven't really contemplated all my life much. I should do that more often. I really enjoyed this. but Before you do this, let me do this because you're fixing to do it anyways. Bef- if you, when, uh, before we end the podcast, give the audience something. Give them one thing that uh, you, know, you can leave them with. Man, that's what never, I've been. Yeah, I knew, I knew that's where you were yeah. going. You are going to beat me to the punch, so uh, I might as well throw it in there. I've been thinking about this, man. I have not thought about my life very much at all, but it's it's so full of highs and lows. And, like, whenever I get low, I get real low, you know, and whenever I get high, I get real high. And, uh, man, you just got to keep grinding. Like me and my dad always say, you wouldn't be a sawyer if something didn't go wrong because literally everything goes wrong. Like you try to get a glass of water, you're probably going to spill it, you know, go on a road trip. I can't believe we didn't have a flat tire. That's the first road trip I've ever been on, didn't have a flat tire. But, you know, just even bigger things, you know, quitting a job and it not working out or getting a job and it not working out like I thought it was going to. Just keep grinding. Man, that's what I'm doing. I'm sitting here 24 years old, don't even have a bachelor's degree, dropped out once. I'm going to be, I'm basically a professional student. And sometimes I'll, I get to feel like a failure, but then I just remember slow down and enjoy it and just keep pushing man one of these days it'll pay off keep freaking pushing keep bro. pushing yep. keep pushing keep pushing keep pushing on that's already a speed wagon baby yeah baby no dude that's good and like we've said before don't compare yourself to other people compare yourself to yourself that is a good one you know are you better than you were last year and i would say yeah you probably are i probably am so I'm so glad I'm not the person that I used to be, you know, years back. Yeah, for sure. Look at yourself every day. And if you're, if you're better than you were when you woke up, when you go to bed, you're doing it right. For sure. For sure. I can get down with that, though, baby. Keep pushing on. Yeah. Keep <laughs> pushing on. Anyway, we got some killer quotes from that whenever we ask that question. I know, man. Dude, I know. We, we got to compile. We got to compile, yeah, we gotta compile the, 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 end, the end of... Uh, our podcast because we have got some good ones. Yeah. How long till we drop? You think? Till we drop this? Till we drop oh, this one? Uh, well, Monday. Will's pretty behind. No, nah, dude. So. I'm gonna have. <laughs> no, nah, dude. Uh, well, I told man I'd have his up on Monday, but it'll be up tomorrow. Mayans. Yeah, Thank and then this one will be up on Monday. I want to hear Mayans. Yeah, you you should go and listen to Grant McMurray's. His was really good too. His was yeah. really good. It was really good. And it dropped what yesterday? Yeah. Did we have a shout out? You, do you so want to make so. a shout out? No, I was just asking, do we have one? We shouted out your dad, Tony. Ah, shout Tony. out Tony. Okay, shout out Tony. You want right. to make another shout out? No, I just want. This to is know your opportunity. Come on, there's got to be somebody you want to shout out. 
Can't think of anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, just... with that being said, you can find me on Instagram at Gary the Great 96 and on Snapchat at Gary G A I R Y. Gary's not shy about he shouting out himself. Ladies. <laughs> I'll, make a, I'll make a Gary shout out. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Will underscore Pennington 00 and on Twitter at The Scavenger 23. Kate, social media. Uh, for the yeah, ladies? Uh, I believe my Twitter is at TCS underscore 47. And then I think my Instagram is at Tony Cade Sawyer or T Cade Sawyer. Okay, at T Cade Sawyer. And then, yeah, that's all I got. Right on, baby. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Cade. Dude, I have enjoyed this, man. I, like I told Garrett on the way to Florida, like, that was our first one on one, I feel like. Like, seriously. Yeah, for a long and, time. Man, this for has 11 been hours. a blast with you, Will. Uh, I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, yeah we we got in the vehicle, man. Kay just got talking, and I just was like, "Yeah, we gotta have him on the podcast." So, yeah, dude, that's what it's all about, man. Really, uh, I like having guests that we don't usually talk to, like or I haven't interacted with before. But I love having our buddies on you. Oh, no dude. doubt, no doubt. But like, it's it's like you don't even just have a normal conversation, even if it is when you're good buddies, because you you dive deeper into into their life and your lives to you know like how you've interacted together so i think it's really cool it's what happened here today yeah i learned yeah. something i learned something about cade dude i did too before. i did too it's never fails you're always gonna learn somebody or learn something about have, somebody have you guys ever had one where somebody's sitting here asking you these things we, we need to look into that like like maybe uh maybe y'all maybe interview each other or something because like i would love to know like your goals your goals, uh, some life experiences, because I feel like I took the mic over. Yeah, well, we... No, we, dude. Well, we, I mean, we talk about those a little bit, and just when me and Gary are doing it, but you taking the mic over is perfect. That's what we want to do whenever we, ha- whenever we have a guest on. Yeah, like, like we, we're, we're looking to spotlight like you whenever, when you come on. I feel like sometimes whenever we have a guest, me and Gary talk too much. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I want the center of attention to be our guest, but... Exactly. Yeah, we're going to have some uh, guests on here soon that that you, we haven't, you haven't really met, like AJ Cannon. He, yeah, see, gonna, I've never even met him in oh, real life. Oh, interesting. So. He's got. Do you know? Do you know who I'm talking about? No idea. He. Uh, Any relation to Nick? No, no, <laughs> no, not Nick Cannon. Um, no, AJ Cannon. He's the musician. He's in a band. He just had an album come out. He's from Drasco, Arkansas, and. He's a, a music producer, great music producer. He's going to be on iTunes, Google Play, all of that noise awesome. uh, here soon. And when awesome. he is, we're going to have him on, talk to him. He's a very, very interesting, very intelligent. Uh, and he, we're going to kind of promote his, his stuff when it comes out, you know. Cool. He's also got a podcast that he runs called Not So Nashville, which mm. is like a music podcast. He's super into gear and all that. So. All righty. But anyways, with that being said, we're going to try and have your wife and uh, Whitney on next yeah. week, if, if that's cool. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll give it a go. If oh. not, you'll just get me and Gary again. Sorry. <clears throat> I just had to say that, that there was a possibility for Courtney to come on, so that if she does it, that our audience is like really upset, and they're like, come on, Courtney. Like, I'm, trying to create, I'm trying to create an enemy here. You know? like the, the, the audience is like, come on. When You've are we going to get to? 50 people just ready to burn you at the stake right now. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I guess that's it, man. I that's guess we're going to kick, so, kick, kick the can. All right. Ching. Well, but thanks for coming on, Cade, for real. No I appreciate guys. it, man. Enjoy it. Glad you got to come on. So, all right. that being said, though, 
Gary out. Ooh, later. Peace. Peace.